Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn Miles is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of Autumn Miles Ministries and the author of Appointed and I Am Rahab. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God, coupled with raw faith. Now, here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. How are you guys doing out there today? Let me tell you something. I have some awesome sleeves on today. I think we're in the studio talking. I think it might be from, is it medieval times or something like that? Um, they're very poofy and they're like my favorite thing. And Dan asked me if he could borrow my shirt. And so I'm going to let him wear it for maybe a Christmas party or something. You never know. It is green. Anyway, welcome to the show today. We have an awesome show for you today. I want to thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I did go on a little hiatus. Mama needed a break. Okay. I am uh, wrote my third book and I was <laughs> not superwoman over here. So um, I had to, I had to do something. And so I hope you have enjoyed um, the different replays that we have replayed for you in the last month or so, but we're back. We have an amazing, just on our schedule of guests y'all coming up. Um, it's so, it's, this is such a fun job because we get to talk to um, all of these incredible people and get some um, different perspectives and be challenged uh, in our own Christian lives. And so we have got just in the next couple of months, some really amazing guests scheduled and just uh, content scheduled. So um, I'm so glad that you guys have hung with us throughout this time. Um, I want to just remind you, I know I reminded you um, recently yesterday, I think, um, why we are here. I think it's very important for you to know what our mission is. I'm very mission oriented. I'm very mission driven. We are about the bold truth of God's word. And we are, we, we couple that with raw faith, bold truth, raw faith, the autumn mile show. Um, I feel like that is such God gave me that mantra years ago, um, but it's so, isn't it funny how the spirit of God just is so relevant? <laughs> it's, it's it's amazing to see just in, in what is happening in our world, how it is so important to know the word of God. So we are very committed to that, very committed to bringing you truths, maybe that you haven't heard before, maybe that you need to be reminded of, um, and raw faith, not packaged faith, not fake faith, not doing something and it not being faith, but you telling everyone it is, uh, true raw faith, Joshua marching around the walls of Jericho with no sign except God himself telling him to do it. Um, that was raw faith that he and the nation of Israel, um, uh, really showed us, uh, in that, in, in Joshua, this is Moses standing at the Red Sea with nothing but God's word to back up what he was doing. That's raw faith. You know, he was scared. Um, so that is what we are all about here on the show. I want, um, I I just kind of want to, I feel like I need to put the vision back in front of you. It's been an amazing journey. Dan, can you believe in February it's going to be three years? Three years we've been doing the Autumn Mile Show. Isn't that crazy? Because we started in 2016. I have no idea. What in the world? That is just, it, 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 it just blows my mind. And I'm so grateful for this, this sustainability of the Lord. Um, you know, just this, this I can't, 
I can't say anything today. Sustain us um, for three years. Um, it, it, it's just been amazing. So thank you so much. I want to put the vision back in front of you. Bold truth, raw faith. Also, this takes money, y'all. It takes money um, to get on, to to be on the air. Dallas is a huge market to be in. We're so grateful that we're here in this market, but it takes money. And as you, that's just real life, right? You know, it's real, it's real, real life. Uh, as you are considering, um, you know, Christmas and it's a time of giving and all that stuff, like I understand that this is just another thing, but listen, we are sharing with so many people every single day the bold truth of God's word. And if this show or podcast, y'all, because I know a lot of you guys podcast it, if it has encouraged you at all, please consider donating. Um, I'm not shy about asking for it at all. Listen, it takes money. Things in our culture take money. We're not paying with goats over here. We're paying with dollar bills. So I, I would ask you just to consider adding this um, maybe on your on your list of people to um, to give to this year. You can go to autumnmiles.com. There is an... Um, a tab, I believe, uh, that says donate on our website, and we would be happy. Listen, if it's five dollars, we'll ta- we'll take it and we'll put it to use for the gospel of of Jesus Christ. We- no gift is too small, and no gift is too big, right? Um, love you guys. Thank you so much for supporting. I want to get into this show today, and we were actually reviewing the content for the show today. And it's so funny how <laughs> my own content from, from, you know, what, just what God has been teaching me over the last couple months, coupled with his word. I was like, that's so good. I needed to hear that this morning. I want to talk to you about removing the barriers, removing the barriers, removing the barriers in your life. Um, it's so crazy. I talk to people all the time and have been able to really travel the entire country this year. We've been everywhere. We've even been in Canada this year. Um, and you know, we, we get to talk to people all the time about their relationship with Christ, their relationship with the Lord, their relationship with their own faith, their relationship with prayer. Um, and it's amazing how a lot of people will come up to me and they will say something to the effect where God, you know, God wants me to do this or God wanted me to do this. A lot of times when they come up and they talk to me about something that they haven't done, it's, you know, in the past, like 10 years ago, God wanted me to plant a church or 10 years ago, God wanted me to adopt a child and, you know, whatever. And I'll, I, I sit and I talk to these, these precious people because, oh my goodness, I just love people. Um, but I start listening to what they've said. And it's amazing to me that they'll say, God wanted me to do this, but God asked me to do this, but, and then they proceed to tell me, you know, 15, 20, 30, hundreds, thousands of reasons why God's ask was, uh, they didn't obey God's ask. And I always try to push back on them a little bit. You know, um, I always kind of want to know why didn't you do that thing that God has asked you to do? Why didn't you? Why didn't you, you know, go to rehab? 
Why didn't you do that? Here you've been suffering with this whatever, the substance addiction for 10, 20 years. Why didn't you go to rehab 10 years ago and you wouldn't have had to suffer all this time or it would have helped you. It would have put you on the course to get better. Not, you know, there is grace, guys, but there are some things that God asks us to do that we listen to the barriers rather than listening to the asks of Almighty God. And I, as I was just, um, you know, reviewing this, this information that, that, uh, that we created a couple of weeks ago, I want you guys to, to, I want us to be, if you're listening to the sound of my voice right now, I want you to be a barrier removing believer. I want you to listen to the ask of God, not the barriers that will always preach louder than the still small voice of God. It will always preach louder. It will always be believable. It will always be more enticing. But if we actually want to change the world, if we actually want to make a difference in the world, make a difference, God tells us to do things because he knows that those asks of him will produce for us our purpose, our fulfillment, our joy, those asks of God in faith produce for us something that sitting back, turning around, running, quitting, listening to those barriers never will. So I want want you to look at a very common uh, passage of scripture today. Um, This is Luke 8, uh, 43. We have all heard that. Well, not all of us. I keep saying that. And then I realize not everyone has heard all these scriptures. Um, This is a a scripture that is in the Christian world at church. Your pastor probably preached on it three times this year. Like it's it's very um, a common, common uh, scripture. Okay, Luke 8. Where am I going? 43. And a woman who had a hemorrhage, you're like, oh yeah, I know this woman, for 12 years and could not be healed by anyone, came up behind Jesus, touched the fringe of his cloak, and immediately her hemorrhage stopped. And Jesus said, who is the one who touched me? And while they were all denying it, Peter said, master, the people are crowding and pressing in on you. But Jesus said, someone did touch me, for I was aware that the power had gone out of me. When the woman saw that she had gone, she had not escaped notice, she came trembling and fell down before him and declared in the presence of all the people the reason why she had touched him and how she had been immediately healed. And he said to her daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Now, I, I know that this this uh, story has been just used a lot and it, it's an amazing story. So, of course, it's going to be used a lot. But I want to look at this passage of scripture today and I want you, us to just sort of highlight all the different barriers that this woman had to break in order to physically approach and touch Jesus's garment. Okay. So we know very, very clearly she, first of all, had been um, struggling with an issue of blood for 12 years. Now she'd been struggling for 12 years. 
I want you to think of what that struggle for 12 years, the barriers that 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 struggle produced in her mind. Okay. Struggling with something for 12 years. Those of you that have struggled with infertility for 10, 5, 10, 3, 6 years. What barrier has that produced in your mind? Has it produced a barrier of doubt? Well, I am never going to get pregnant. There is no way because I have tried and I have tried and I have tried. And uh, I have not been successful yet. Sometimes when we struggle with something for a long time period, it produces mental barriers. And we don't even realize that we are our own worst enemies. What have you struggled with for 12 years? I, for a long time, um, struggled with fear. It's so funny because one of my spiritual gifts is faith. And it's like it's my flesh that gets in the, that has got used to get in the way all the time when it came to st- uh, stepping out in faith. Because, you know, uh, flesh and doubt is the opposite of faith. But I remember struggling and struggling and struggling with this idea of fear. And what if that doesn't go through? And what if I don't get that opportunity? And what if, and I, and I struggled for a long time because God uh, gave me 10 years before he gave me the vision to start a ministry and before it actually happened. For 10 of those years, I struggled with this, this fear factor and it was debilitating at mine and it, it, it was debilitating at times and it produced in my mind a lot of mental barriers that you can't see with your eyes, but they were in my mind. Loss of hope, doubt, frustration for struggling with something for so long. Think of all the things that this woman had to fight in her mind in order to get to Jesus. And yet she removed them. She didn't have any money. It says very clearly in this passage of scripture, especially when you look it up with all the different times that it's listed in the gospel. She had spent all that she had, everything that she had had, she had spent on doctors to try to cure her disease or whatever it was that she was struggling with. But no doctor had the answer. And and, and this is kind of how it feels um, in today's world as well. This money thing is a huge barrier. We look at the ask of God. I want you to plan a church. I want you to do that. I want you to adopt. I feel like adopt is like right on the tip of my tongue. I just saw this movie about adoption yesterday. I've adopted two kids. Na- uh, November was National Adoption Month. But, but And guess what? It costs a lot of money. And that could have been a barrier for me and my husband um, when we were signed up to be in the adoption process. I will never forget ever. And I'm going to be very, very clear and very transparent with you. When we sign up to adopt, um, they ask us immediately to give them a check of $7,500. Immediately. That was like the down payment. That wasn't even the reoccurring payments, y'all. $7,500. They said, okay, you want to adopt a baby? Great. This is what it's going to cost. And that's just real life. That's, uh, you know, the adoption uh, agency has to has to operate. It has to, um, you know, pay its bills. It has to do the service that it is. it was creating for us. It, it has bills to pay as well. But I, we, I remember looking at my husband. I was like, $7,500, that's a lot of money. And it was a lot of 
money. But we chose to believe in the word that God had told us. And we chose to, in faith, write that check for $7,500, knowing that God was going to provide all of our needs with his riches in Christ Jesus. That money could have been a barrier to us, but we decided to break that barrier with our faith. This woman had spent everything that she had. And, you know, as I was thinking through this passive scripture, and I was sort of thinking through um, how fr- she probably didn't have any money um, at all in the first place, but maybe she even took the little bit that she had and she took it to her doctor's appointment and she laid it down for her copay. And she was thinking, you know what? I hope that this works this time. And it didn't work and it didn't work and it didn't work. And then she heard of this Jesus and she thought, you know what? I have a little bit of money. I'm going to take the trip to, to where Jesus is. She might have even spent her her, um, her her last few cents, and this is me just thinking in my mind. I don't know if this is fact or not, but go with me here. She might have spent her money that she didn't have to try in a last-ditch effort to get to Jesus because she had heard that he heals. She was trusting in Jesus not in her finances. Because that finance is a barrier that a lot of us don't break because it is a barrier. But the ask of God is always going to take care of those barriers. Another thing that she does is she she walks in and um, here she spent the money to get to where Jesus is. She's gone to all these doctors. She's been struggling for 12 years. She's at this point when she's when she's in the crowd with Jesus. She's overcome the barriers in her mind. She's overcome the financial barriers. And then there is a ton of people around Jesus. And it tells us that in the text. She she basically has to force her way through people. Now, I know this is 100% uncomfortable. People do not like to force their way in. And there is a graceful way to do that, okay, in our world today. But there are some times in our life that the people surrounding the opportunity, the people in charge of the opportunity, the people that um, you have to get through in order to get the opportunity become a greater barrier than your faith in Jesus. It's so interesting. Some of the emails that I've had to send to people that I didn't want to send, I felt insecure about sending them, but I knew that God said, this is what I have for you, Autumn. Send this email. If they reject you, that's on me. You simply obey me and leave all the consequences to me. I want you to send that email. I had to break through a lot of insecurity in order to um, uh, make the connections that I have made in my life. And sometimes we have to do that. You don't want to have that conversation with your pastor. You don't want to have your com- that conversation with your boss. You don't want to have that conversation with your friend, with your husband, whoever it is. The, 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 the person keeps you from the ask of God. The person itself is a barrier. And we must, as believers, be barrier-breaking people. You have to overcome that barrier with your faith. Sitting here in this radio station. Uh, Where are we at? This is a studio and a station all in one. I remember even sending an email here. And, you know, we were nervous. We didn't know what we were going to do. We didn't know, like, is this an opportunity for us? I don't know. God lead us, whatever. And within like hours, 
Kay is our contact here at the radio station, and she is so fabulous. Um, but she contacted us immediately, and and it was like God sort of put all of these pieces together after my step of obedience. But it was intimidating to send that email. It was intimidating to have that phone call. It was intimidating to come in here and look at all this equipment. It was it was intimidating. The crowd could have kept me from the ask of God, but your faith is always stronger than the crowd which looks like a barrier. This woman stood there, muscled her way through. She probably was weak. She was hemorrhaging blood. So her physical body was probably weak. She needed iron. And yet she muscled her way through in an effort to touch Jesus. I wonder today, you know, what barrier that you have justified as a legitimate barrier that has kept you from what God has told you to do. And I say this in grace and I say this in love. And, I, you know, I know I'm really passionate today. Forgive me. I haven't really been on, in the studio for a while. But I want you to understand that you justifying the barriers um, is, is probably a natural thing because they are actual barriers. The things that this woman faced, they were actual legitimate things that made it harder for her to get to Jesus. But we cannot in our mind make these barriers an excuse to step back, to quit, to stop and to not follow through with the asks that God has told us to do. Because, you know, in God's grace, you might not ever know what it costs you. But if this woman would have listened to the barriers that were in front of her, that were in her mind, the financial barriers, the crowd, it would have cost her her healing, y'all. It would have cost her her healing, her health. Because no other doctor could have given it. What is that excuse, justification for that barrier? What is it costing you? What is it costing you? What is it costing you? It's not ever going to be worth it. It's not ever going to be worth it. I remember um, just, you know, I told you how much the deposit to my adoption was. I want to just go a little step further today. when When I was about to marry my first husband, um, who y'all know my story if you've listened to the show any amount of time, but there were, um, I knew God didn't want me to do it. I knew it. I knew it. Um, and I remember God even telling me, I just knew it's not even like God had to tell me. I just knew, I knew it wasn't good. I knew God didn't, I didn't even have a r- r- real relationship with God but I knew it wasn't the right thing. But I remember it was, I think, a month before we got married and there were, you know, the invitations were sent out. The dress was bought. So much money had been spent. And I looked at all of the barriers. And I thought, this is going to disappoint a lot of people. My parents have spent all this money everyone's expecting this to happen. And I listened to the barriers a month before I got married and didn't listen to the 
prompts of the Lord. And I am telling you right now, it cost me greatly. And it didn't only cost me, it cost my family. It cost my Eddie, my husband now. It's cost me to have conversations with my children now. It has cost. And I'm looking at my life now, and now I, I can look back and be thankful because God has truly redeemed the years the locusts have eaten in my life. But if I were to go back to my 19-year-old, 18-year-old self that was staring at a wedding in a week, I would have said, push past those barriers and listen. Listen to what God is telling you. Because if you don't, it's going to cost you something that you're not willing to pay. And I want you guys to do that um, as well. I love you so much. I hope this encourages you guys today. I just want you to know I say all this in love. I, I genuinely want to see you experience everything God has for you. And he doesn't waste words. God is not a God that is like, you know, compliments you when he doesn't really mean it. Or, um, you know, oh, you look super fabulous today. I love your hair. I love your earrings. I love your bag. I love your everything. You know, he's not, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't waste his words. When he speaks to us, he means exactly what he says. His promises are not empty. His directives are not, uh, are, are, not, are not empty. They are for a purpose, okay? Don't misinterpret how how human behavior acts to how God speaks to us, okay? I want you to listen to the prompts of the Spirit in your life. Listen when He speaks to you. Do exactly what He says, and I want your faith to crush those barriers. I love you so much. I'll see you back here tomorrow on The Autumn Mile Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Mile Show is listener-supported, and your donation to keep her on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn Miles' book, Appointed. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for The Autumn Mile Show on The Word 100.7 FM.